Happy Friday, everybody. It's Friday, September 6th, 2019. We're creeping closer to fall, and the proof is in the pudding. It is the opening weekend of the NFL. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. As always, if you're listening to this, that means you made it through another week, and margaritas are in order. Let's quickly get through the birthdays so we can quickly get through the football stuff so that we can get on to the stories of the week. Because I got a big message to send to a group of people this fucking week. Alright, happy birthday to Swoozy Kurtz, Jane Curtin, Jeff Foxworthy, Rosie Perez, Derek Lee, and Roger Waters. In honor of Roger's birthday, today's song of the day is going to be Another Brick in the Wall, Part 2. Uh, as I do every week for the people that are finding me for the first time, right after the birthdays, I give uh, uh, three really quick reminders, so let me go ahead and get those out of the way. Reminder number one, you're going to hear background noise, you're going to hear my dogs bark, you're going to hear somebody come knock on the door. This is not a professional podcast, it's an amateur podcast, it's not done in a studio, it's not edited and mixed, and it's meant to be like you and I sitting on the deck shooting the shit, so just deal with the background noise, it's a real podcast. Uh, reminder number two, I have music at different sections of my, uh, of my, each episode, uh, and you can't hear that if you're not listening on an anchor platform. If you, if you found me on Pocket Cast or Apple Podcast, I appreciate you listening, but you're not hearing the podcast in its entirety. I have an intro song, I have a song at the end of the day, or at the end of every episode, I have a song that takes us into the birthdays, and now that we're into football, I have a song that takes us into the football segment. So if you want to hear it in its entirety, go to anchor.fm if you're on your computer or download the free Anchor app. You'll get my podcast, dozens of others. It's all free, and you'll be able to hear this show in its entirety the way it was intended. Otherwise, you're just going to hear my voice making pauses, and it's going to sound weird to you. The last reminder I give everybody of the week is, uh, if you can, swing by the website, TomPowellJr.com. It's TomPowellJr.com, and uh, check out all things Tom Powell Jr., but more importantly... That's where you can find a link on where you can buy my first book, which is entitled The Grateful Life, The Life Story of a Husband, Father, and Taco-Loving Deadhead. And you could pick that up in paperback or ebook format. Now, I mentioned that football is back. So this is now the part of the show where we're going to do a very quick synopsis of what happened in the week in football and what my, week, my football weekly picks are. And because I do the podcast on Fridays, but I record it on Thursday, I'm not going to do the Thursday picks. You're, you're going to be hearing this after the Bears game, but let's go ahead and do the football music and get into the football picks so that we can then get on to the stories of the week and send some messages. God, isn't it awesome to hear the Monday Night Football theme song again in the podcast? It's back. Now, as I mentioned, I'm recording this podcast on Thursday, so I'm recording it before the Thursday night Bears-Packers game. I, last week, I told you that my pick to win the game was the Packers. By the time you hear this podcast, you're going to know if I was right or if I was, or if I was wrong. Uh, I'm in a good mood right now because football is back. I may very well be in a bad mood by the time you actually hear this podcast if the Bears actually win that game. Because if anybody knows anything about me, it's that there are two teams in the NFL that I hate with a passion. And that are the New England Patriots. Those are the New England Patriots and the Chicago Bears. So, uh, given the fact that it is 12:58 in the PM, the Thursday before you're hearing this, while I'm recording this, uh, nobody has seen the Bears-Packer game yet. And so, I, here's to hoping that Brett Favre puts up 842 yards and nine touchdowns, 
in a in a shutout victory in Soldier Field. Don't just beat them, embarrass them. Hopefully that's what happened. Regardless, the only thing that we really have to cover is uh, very quickly before I do my picks is the retiring of Andrew Luck, the quarterback of my team. Um, now I, I I was very devastated. I'm still somewhat pissed off. Uh, with the whole scenario, uh, the, the people in the stands that were booing him, you guys need to chill. I'm not pissed off at him. I'm pissed off at the team. Uh, you guys didn't have all the information at the time, so I'm going to chalk it up to not being fully knowledgeable to what you were booing. But uh, the guy's been through the ringer, and unfortunately the Colts have handled it wrong. And it cost us a great quarterback. It cost us a quarterback that uh, we, we, we moved on from Peyton Manning to get. So... Very sorry to hear that from Andrew Luck. I really wish he was there. I really wish he was healthy. I think that we had a very serious chance of going to the Super Bowl this year. Uh, but that is not going to happen. At least not with Andrew Luck. We'll see how the uh, season progresses. But let's quickly do the picks. Because there's nothing. there are no games to really talk about from last week. Because it's week one. So I'm going to give you my week one picks. And then we're going to move on with the stories of the week. My week one winners are the Rams, Eagles, Jets, Falcons, Ravens, Chiefs, Browns, Chargers, Seahawks, Bucks, Cowboys, Lions, Steelers, Saints, and the Raiders. And that is a good thing to hear. Weekly picks flowing off the tongue again. It's back. It's back. It's awesome. It's fucking back. Anyway, I try not to make the football too long because my wife listens to the podcast and she don't like football, and so I don't want to. Hey, she'd be sitting there going, all right, all right, we get it, we get it, football. Make the picks, move on. So I'm moving on from the picks, going to get into the stories of the week, but it's back. It's fucking back. My first story of the week, though, is uh, is is placed at the as at the first story of the week slot because it's something that shouldn't be back. Football back, good. Fall back, good. Hockey soon start, good. Winter come, good. But mullets? Uh, Not so much. Not so much. Uh, I've read some articles this week from some hairstylists that have begun seeing an uptick in the mullet craze. And I'm sure everybody knows what the mullet is, but just in case you're listening, it's going, what's the mullet? It's an Australian hairstyle that became popular in the 80s where your hair is shorter on top and on the sides, and then you let it grow in the back. The mullet. One of the most disgusting hair trends in the history of our society. The mullet. And there are various forms of the mullet. you got the straight mullet. Just regular old mullet you can just see how long you you can grow your mullet you have the combination perm mullet or the pamullet you have the female mullet otherwise known as the pamullet and then the really really classy one the bald mullet or as I call it the bullet where you're bald on top, but then you let that little side strand grow down and get really long in the back. Apparently, this thing's making a comeback. And I don't think it should be making a comeback. I think that we should leave the mullet 
where we left it in 1986. Um, and if you're going to wear a mullet in, in 2019, do it down south where it's a little bit more prevalent. I, I can't believe anybody would still be getting a mullet, but apparently they're, it's making a trend to come back. And I'm just going to, I'm going on record right now. I see a rock and a mullet. In my opinion, you have opened yourself up for public mockery. That's all there is to it. There will be no mercy shown to anybody wearing a mullet. And if my son grows up and says, I want a mullet, that's not happening. You want a mullet? Get 18, get a job, get an apartment, move the fuck out of this house, and then you can have a mullet. The mullet is making a comeback. No. When I think of the mullet, I think of somebody in Tallahassee, Florida, driving a uh, tri-colored Chevy Impala. You know, like, the overall car is blue, but there's one gold fender and one red door. It's missing one T-top. And his graduation tassel is hanging from the rearview mirror. That's what I think of when I think of the mullet. We need to leave it down in Tallahassee or back in 1986. Because that, that like I said, that's, an image comes to mind. When I say mullet, admit to yourself, an image comes to your mind. Like I said, the tricolored Impala with the missing T-top. And the the graduation tassel hanging down, with the cassette in the in the radio. Stroke me, stroke me. That's the image I get when I think of a mullet. It's one of the images I get. I guess I should say. I get a lot of different images when I think of the mullet. Mainly, I think of Florida. Anybody that listens to the podcast for any period of time knows my. My thoughts towards Florida. It is, it's, it's America's drunk uncle, and it's a never-ending supply of entertainment. But th- that's got to be like the... If we did a, an actual census, I would put money on the fact that Florida is the mullet capital of the United States. I think of people that... Like guys that must be married to this woman here. Brittany Vidal of Jacksonville, Florida. Maybe you saw this story with all of the Hurricane Dorian coverage. Maybe you didn't, but Brittany, Brittany Vidal of Jacksonville, Florida, reminds me of somebody who'd be married to a guy rocking a mullet. She was prepping for Hurricane Dorian. And what she did was she wrapped her house six feet up in six milliliter plastic and then secured it to the house with duct tape. Yeah. That's what I think of when I think of a mullet. That's also, once again, that's peak Florida right there. You're, you, yeah, we just duct tape some plastic to the house. It'll be okay. Hey, Brittany, I don't know if you're catching any of the footage of the Bahamas, but uh, I don't think the six milliliter plastic duct tape to the outside of your house is really going to do, uh, do any good for the house. You know, just get out of the house. Get to get the safer ground. Get your get your mullet wearing husband. Get him in the car and get him the hell out. That is so Florida. 
and, and mullet-worthy right there. That's a mullet-worthy family. But like I said, I get a lot of images when that comes to mind. Here's another one. William Kelly. He lives in Washington State. This guy reminds me of somebody who'd be rocking a mullet. This guy called the cops because his uh, 92 Chevy pickup truck was stolen right out of a parking lot. The cops come out, and he's like, it was right here. And then they come back, and it's gone. So the cops start checking the footage from all the surrounding stores to find out if they can see who took the guy's uh, uh, truck. So they, they start questioning him. Well, did you leave your keys in it? Yeah, I did. Why'd you leave your keys in it? Well, I just I left the keys in it, you know, because you know I leave the keys in it from time to time. Blah blah blah. So they start checking the footage. Something's not smelling right, and uh, they discovered why he left the keys in his car, because he needed to have a quick getaway. See, the discovery was made after the footage was looked at from all of the neighboring stores that William left his keys in his truck because he needed to get out of there really quickly because he was across the street robbing the store. The other store, not the one that he parked his truck in front of. So he was robbing a joint, and he got robbed while robbing a joint. That is the definition of instant karma. And the definition of being a dumbass. If you were robbing a store, and your shit got jet, what, what are you doing calling the cops? That's one of the... You might as well call the cops because your weed got taken. Dumbass. So they ran his name, found out he had a warrant. So they took him in on the warrant and a new burglary charge because he called the cops and got them looking at surveillance footage. Dumbass. Now you ain't going to get your truck back. But you are going to get three hots and a cop, baby. Instant karma going to get you. Instant karma going to get you. But regardless of those dumbasses, I have a handful. See, every week there seems to be something that pops up. You know, like one week it was, an, it was like a Florida thing. It's like it was, all the stories are from Florida. And then there was another week where it just so happened to be that every time I was jotting down another story, it was a story about a woman. Well, this week is, is somewhat similar in that I, I was looking through all my notes and I was like, Jesus, there's, I, have, I have a handful of food-related crazy stories. So we're going to get into a series of food-related crazy stories. And I'm going to start with the first one, which is the story about a woman by the name of Michelle Lesko out of Arizona. And I... <laughs> the story's going to take me a minute to get to. This story is going to make you cringe. Just be, beware of that. Michelle is a competitive eater, and she holds uh, two world records currently in competitive eating. Uh, her world records that she holds are for the fastest time eating a bowl of pasta. She ate that bowl of pasta in 26.69 seconds. I, I got to see. I, I just found this story yesterday, so I'm, I still have yet to look up and see if there's any footage of this because... Uh, I got to see somebody eat a bowl of pasta in 26 seconds. Uh, the second record that she holds is for the fastest time eating a hot dog with no hands at 21.6 seconds. 
And that record in and of itself, for me, brings up a whole slew of other questions. A, why is it a record to eat a hot dog without your hands? B, damn woman, what the hell are you practicing on that you're slurping down a hot dog in 21.6 seconds? Slow down, Midge. But that's not what this record was. This record was for something else entirely. And I'm getting closer to saying it. And I can feel it in the back of my throat. She set a record, her third record, in competitive eating, in which she ate three... I'm sorry, I'm not even exaggerating. It makes me gag a little bit. I, I really, It really did. But I have to talk about it. Because it's all... Hang on a minute. She ate three jars of mayonnaise. Three jars of mayonnaise in under three minutes. That's... 86.35 ounces of mayonnaise. This is, guys, guys, it's a jar of mayonnaise. And she just digs in with spoon. What the hell is wrong with these people? Oh my God. Let me tell you something about me and mayonnaise, okay? I dig me some mayonnaise, but in extreme moderation. A little bit in the tuna fish. A little bit on a deli sandwich. Okay? Never on a burger, never on a dog. It, it, when my wife goes with a heavy, heavy mayonnaise, so like uh, Burger King original chicken sandwich, the OG. Mayo and lettuce. I'll actually order that plain. Take everything off of it except for the chicken. And then I'll put the barbecue sauce from their, their nuggets on there. But my wife gets it with heavy mayonnaise. That is too much mayonnaise. This bitch tucked in to three full jars. With a spoon. Under three minutes. 86 ounces of mayonnaise. That is going to be the hardest of hard no's. There's actually a video. And when I was reading the story, they had the, the embedded video, and I was like, nope, uh-uh. I can't even watch it. I can't even watch it. I'm going to be like Vince Vaughn in Four Christmases. I'm going to, be like, I'm going to do it too. Get it away. Oh, my God. Vile. Why would you do that to yourself? Why? But listen, if you think that's gross, oh my God, there's a video out there that's going to shock your system. It's gross on a different level, okay? It's not gross for something that somebody consumed, even though this is a food-related story. 
There's a video floating around from a Whataburger in Texas that you have got to see. So when you go up to the counter in the Whataburger, Whataburger, I don't know, I've never been in a Whataburger, but when you go up to the counter in a Whataburger, it looks like it's the same as when you go up to the counter in a McDonald's. You've got a counter, you've got a cash, you got cash registers and cashiers, and then right there is the fry thing, and you can see it. And there's a prep station, and there's a deep fryer, and there's the baskets, and there's a, and, and right next to that, the, the deep fryers, like I said, is the prep station, and there's like little things there that you prep stuff with, and, and, and it's a little, anyway, you can clearly see it from the cash register. And a customer is taping with his phone, and there are other customers taping, while the manager of the Whataburger is explaining to the people that she's going to give everybody their money back, because the guy is taping a small, what looks like a baby rat, almost looks like a mouse, but it's a rat, on the prep table area, like scurrying around, and clear as day, just right there, he's taping the whole damn thing. And I'm watching this video, and I'm like, oh my god, dude, they got a fucking rat. On the prep table at the Whataburger. Boy, somebody at Whataburger is going to get their ass handed to them for this one. And I'm watching the videotape. And then as the manager is trying to explain to the people that she's going to give everybody their money back. And, and she's terribly sorry. There's another employee that's trying to catch the rat. You know, with like the stainless steel bowls that they use for different stuff, you know, to put on your burgers. There's a couple of them that are empty, and she's trying to catch the rat, and the rat's freaking out, and it's scurrying around, and I'm, I, I'm on my children's lives. I'm sitting there watching this thing, and I'm cracking up, and I, you know, I got a cigarette in my hand, and I'm watching this thing, and I'm like, oh man, this is hilarious. And then all of a sudden, I was like, whoa! I wasn't ready for that in the least bit, because this mouse is scurrying, scurrying this rat scurrying, scurrying, and she's trying to catch it, and it doesn't know where to go, and then all of a sudden, boom, right there on video, he dives headfirst right into the goddamn deep fryer. And everybody just like, oh, no, he didn't do that. And then, like, four employees come out of nowhere, and they're all looking in the deep fryer, and they're all like, oh, shit, this just got a whole lot worse. Yeah, dude, deep fried rat ain't on the fucking menu. Holy shit. Can you imagine the meetings going on at Whataburger? This fucking rat. You guys got to go look it up. I'm serious. Just type it in. Texas, Whataburger, rat, deep fryer, enjoy. This little ratino just takes a head dive. Just like a belly flop right into the goddamn deep fryer. He go. Oh, my God. You might as well burn the whole fucking restaurant to the ground and build it fresh. Nobody's eating there again. I know I wouldn't. That Burn it to the ground. Holy shit. Belly flopped right into the deep fryer. I was stunned. I, I My mood swung from, <laughs> check this little fucking rat out. These guys are going to, he's so pissed. When the corporate boys see this, to splash. No, he fucking didn't. That did not just happen. And you know that the first time the big boys in the big suits over in the corner office at Whataburger were watching that particular videotape and they were going, Oh, Jesus, Mary and Joseph, can you imagine? Look at this. We got a rat running around our prep area. This is not going to go well. We can play this off. Listen, we can play this off. And then all of a sudden, boom, belly dive, bungalow, right into the, Marco Polo, right into the fucking deep fryer. 
all of them had to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Some things, suffice it to say, just don't come clean. That deep fryer is done. But I need to move on because I have other food-related stories. I've got three more food-related stories that i got to get to. Um, we have 37-year-old Jedediah Ezekiel Fulton of Sutherland, Oregon. Jedediah found himself in a McDonald's and uh, went on a little bit of a batshit crazy street and destroyed a McDonald's banner and was in the process of destroying the golden arches that are on the wall inside the McDonald's, the big golden arches that they put on the wall. He was destroying that when the cops rolled up on him and arrested him um, because Jedediah had himself a little freakout moment when the people at McDonald's told him that they weren't going to make his order of 30 double cheeseburgers. Now, I don't know why they didn't make his order. It didn't stipulate. Like, I, did they get a sense that he wasn't going to be able to pay? Did they run out of burgers? It didn't say. All they said is this dude ordered 30 double cheeseburgers. They said, no, can't do it. And he went apeshit and started destroying the restaurant. I, it's a real quick story on, on this one, so I wanted to just send out a message to, to Jedediah. Brother man, you don't need a McDonald's double. You need a fucking Snickers, okay? Now, like I said, I need to get more information on that one. Maybe I can find more information and circle back on a future episode. But in my food-related stories, I thought I should mention that, you know, if you go into a McDonald's and you have an order that they won't make, just go to another McDonald's. Go to another establishment altogether. Don't destroy the place, okay? 30 doubles is a bit odd, but maybe he was buying for the lunch crew. I don't know. But at least he's not as batshit fucking crazy. Well, maybe he is batshit fucking crazy as the next guy. Craig Barr of Tennessee. This guy's a beaut. This one falls under the, the realm of of all of the chicken sandwich madness that's been going on in the country. Craig Barr been trying to get himself one of them Popeye's chicken sandwiches and had no luck. So in court documents that were uncovered, uh, Mr. Barr is literally suing Popeye's for running out of chicken sandwiches. Now, what he's suing them for is false advertising and deceptive practices. In the court documents that were... Okay, let me just... Let me address that first, quick. False advertising and deceptive practices. No. They, they came out with a product. They said they had the product. The product became so popular that they sold out of the product very quickly. It's not false advertising. It's a, it's a, it's, it's a lack of ability to keep an inventory of the product that, you, that they wanted to sell. So, right off the bat, no, you're wrong. Calm down. It's a fucking chicken sandwich. The court documents show that uh, he said that he has, quote, he has wasted, quote, countless time wasted driving to and from Popeye's restaurants only to get no sandwich, unquote. The really weird part is, is that in the court documents in which he's suing Popeye's, 
and let me just take another moment. You, 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 you're suing them because you wasted countless hours driving around looking for a sandwich that you knew everybody was running out of? No, that falls on you, man. You're, you chose to drive around to these Popeyes. You chose to be a dumbass. Be a dumbass and receive dumbass consequences. You just deal with your consequences. Regardless, the weird part is, in the court documents in which he's suing Popeyes, he then details how he was quote-unquote hustled by a Craigslist ad in which someone said that they knew an employee of Popeyes who would be willing to let chicken sandwiches go on the side for a premium. This dumb fuck answered the ad. He's like, yeah, man, I gotta give me one of these sandwiches. Now, I know you're going to be shocked to learn that he didn't actually get his sandwich after giving the guy from the Craigslist ad $24 to go fetch him a Popeye's chicken sandwich from his buddy that, quote-unquote, works over at Popeye's. That's just another dumbass move. I wouldn't even admit that in a court document if I were you, Mr. Barr. That just shows how stupid you are. You gave some fucking stranger off a of Craigslist $24 for a chicken sandwich, and then I, I don't understand why he didn't bring me my chicken sandwich. Because you're a dumbass. He also outlined in the court documents how his tire and rim got damaged trying to track down the elusive sandwich, and that he has emotional damage. Emotional damage. No shit. This is a direct quote from his court documents. Quote, I can't get happy. I have this sandwich on my mind, and I can't think straight. End quote. I'm sorry to inform you of this, Mr. Barr, but zero of this is anybody's fault but yours. 100% of this is directly attributed to the fact that you are a raving dumbass. You're a dick dragging around a body. That's all you are. By the way, Mr. Barr is seeking $5,000 in damages. Well, I mean, I mean, first right off the bat, we got to recoup the 24 bucks for the, the chicken sandwich he got hustled out of. Yeah, how much is a tire and a rim? He's obviously putting a little bit of, of monetary value on his time and his gas. And then, you know, toss in a couple of grand for the emotional damage of not being able to eat a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. Emotional damage. Emotional damage. $5,000. If I was a judge, I don't think that I could see a case that I would toss out faster than that of Mr. Barr asking for five gur in damages because he couldn't get a chicken sandwich. But believe it or not, Mr. Barr is not the dumbass of the week. No, he's not. No, 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 no. Our last story of the week is reserved for the dumbass of the week and uh, that, that, that title does not go to Mr. Barr this week that title goes to something that, that when I read it I was like hey you know what that fucking pisses me off so I made it the last story of the week this week 
so that we can we could talk about it for just a moment. Dumbass of the the the, the week award goes to Scylla Carden, or maybe it's Killa Carden. It's C I L L A Carden, C A R D E N of North Put, Australia. Oi, mate, as my son would say. Crikey. Yeah, Scylla is definitely our dumbass of the week. Scylla has taken her neighbors. They live in a, it looks like a townhome complex almost, where there are neighboring patios and whatnot, uh, that with a little bit of land in between, but not much. She's taken her neighbor to court to get them to stop barbecuing meat on their grill on their patio. Now, you might have guessed, but Scylla is a vegan. Doesn't like eating meat. Doesn't like smelling meat. And she's complaining that the quote-unquote meat smoke is wafting over to her side. And she's very unhappy about it. Now, there were some other complaints that she ultimately added on to this complaint. Uh, Their kids kicked a soccer ball against an adjoining fence. Like, so there's like, there's like, they each have a patio, but then there's like a little fence goes in between them. And so they can't really see each other, but they can hear and smell what's going on in each other's backyard areas. And she got bent about the meat smoke. The meat smoke. So she takes them to court. They got to stop barbecuing their meat. <clears throat> now, this is a direct quote. From Scylla, while trying to get her neighbors to stop grilling meat through the court system. Quote, it's been devastating. It's been turmoil and unrest, and I haven't been able to sleep. Yeah. Let me, uh, I've talked about veganism and vegans a couple of times on this podcast. Um, And let me just reiterate where I stand on this. Uh, I, I don't give a shit if you're a vegan. I really don't care. To each their own. Raise your kids vegan. By all means, start vegan clubs. I'm Go ahead. Cool. I tried it for a bit. I couldn't do it. Didn't want to do it. Didn't like it. You want to do it? That's perfectly fine. That's perfectly normal. Well, it's not perfectly normal. It's perfectly okay. It is your right to do so. I have no problem with you living a vegan lifestyle. Some people have to live various food lifestyles because of... We have gluten-free people and peanut-free people. I get it. And if you want to live that way, that is your choice. By all means, live that way. But when you start telling other people what they can and can't do because you don't like it, then you could kiss the darkest part of my lily-white ass. Get all the way down there into that taintal region. I want your lips on the taint, and your nose just underneath my sack. And kiss that part of it for me. You're going to take your neighbors to court for barbecuing meat? Fuck you. You know what I would do if I was your neighbor? I would barbecue on the daily. I would sit on my roof naked, barbecuing ribs at 2 o'clock in the morning, smoking a stogie, just to piss you off. And it's not because I don't like vegans. It's because I don't like vegans telling me what to do. 
I don't tell you what you can and can't do with your food. Don't tell me what I can and can't do with my food. You fucking moron. And so I was thinking of all the different ways I would retaliate against this vegan bitch if I lived next door to her for taking me to court over barbecuing meat on my own grill in my own backyard. You have no idea the level of that makes my hair on the back of my neck stand up. Makes my heart race reading a story like that. Ooh, I wanted to fly to Australia, get off the plane, take an Uber to her house, ring the doorbell, and when she answers the door, just punch her right in the fucking mouth. But, in the process of me thinking of all the different things that I would do to this woman to get back at her for being such a petty bitch, had I been the one living next door to her, a follow-up story to the original story has come out, and it's just made my fucking day. Word of this got around. It became viral. I was tagged by no less than three different people on Facebook going, hey, you got to talk about this on the podcast on Friday. And I was like, you already got it. I found it. I've got it. Yep. Oh, we're talking about this chat. Well, I don't know if you guys have seen the follow-up story, but apparently with word getting around and this thing going viral, now, in the so they're in like a townhome area, in the common area right outside of her house, 3,000 people are scheduling a barbecue party right outside of her house. Fuck yeah. I want you guys smoking meat. Get the big industrial shop fans out and blow it in her direction. This reminds me of that asshole that lives behind me that doesn't want to let me burn in my burn pile because he's just a putrid piece of shit who's miserable. That's what Scylla is. A putrid piece of shit who's miserable. Take your vegan bullshit and roll it up real fucking tight and shove it up your vegan ass. I hope your neighbor grills every fucking day and in the wintertime smokes meat indoors. And I hope on the other side of you, another fucking meat eater comes in and he butchers his own fucking meat in his backyard. And you gotta smell that. You fucking bitch. Listen up, all you vegans. Listen very fucking closely for a moment. We don't care that you live a vegan lifestyle. Do what you want. Put what you want in your body. Different people do different things. Some people do the keto thing. Some people do the no-carb thing. Some people do the, the, like I said, the, the, the uh, gluten-free thing. You do the vegan thing. Fine. Perfect. Fine. Whatever. I hope it works out for you. But when it comes to what we're doing that you don't like, I'm going to make this as clear as I possibly can on behalf of all the meat eaters that I personally know and the rest of the meat eaters in the world that I don't know. I'm going to take it upon myself to speak for them for just one moment. Fuck you. Man, you can't eat the meat. You can't cook the meat. They're going to smell the meat. That's murder. Fuck you. Shut up and go eat a salad. 
leave the real cooking and the real, I don't cook, but leave the real cooking and the, and the meat, the real food consumption to us. You go have a salad and shut up. Just like we're going to go have a steak and shut up. Well, I don't like steaks too much. I'll go have a chicken breast. Some smoked, uh, you know, whatever. Get some chorizo going for the tacos. Chicken breast, pork chops on the grill. Steak for the tacos. Some burgers on the grill. Some hot dogs. Some brats simmering in some beer. Take your neighbor to court because they're barbecuing meat. You lost your fucking mind. It's these fucking people. I don't... Most vegans I know, fine, normal, well-adjusted people. They don't shove it down your throat. Just like I don't walk up to my vegan friends with a bacon cheeseburger going, yeah, eat it, eat it, look at this, this is what you should be eating. Nah, fuck you. We don't do that to one another, and we don't take each other to court. But if you do take me to court, if one of my neighbors takes me to court because the missus is out on the deck grilling up some really, really fine-ass steak burgers from Max here in town, and you want to take my ass to court over that? Guess what gets grilled every fucking day? Some type of meat. Every, even if we're not going to use it, I'm going to grill something every fucking day. Every single fuck. Ten below, 80 degrees out, something's getting grilled. So all you fucking vegans need to calm down with your bullshit. You already pissed me off on a previous episode when you started selling plant-based chicken out of KFC. That's not what that's there for. You already fucking had KFC bowing down to you. You're not going to get us grilling in our backyards to bow down to you. I will walk around naked with a cheeseburger atop my dick just to piss you off. And blow my cigarette smoke in your direction after I get done consuming said bacon cheeseburger. Because I bet you're one of those people too. So vegans, chill the fuck out. Scylla, down in North Perth, Australia, have yourself a burger, drink a fucking Foster's, and shut the fuck up. Not only are we meat eaters, but we are meat eaters that are heading into a brand new NFL season. That's chicken wings. That's deli sandwiches. That's steaks, brats, burgers, Italian sausage, hot dogs on the fucking grill. That's what's going to happen. Lots of it. Tailgating city. I hope those 3,000 people follow through and have that barbecue outside your house and you smell every last drop of that food. And I hope they enjoy the shit out of that food. If I could get to North Perth, Australia, right now, to attend that barbecue, I fucking would. I would go there, and I would do a podcast from there. And I would have other people attending that barbecue on the podcast to talk about what a dumbass you are. Oh, that story just aggravated the living dog shit out of me today. Or this week. Taking your neighbor to court because you can smell the, mo- the, the, the meat smoke. The meat smoke. Yeah, you're talking about that delicious vapor seeping over the fence line? You, what you should do is you should thank your fucking neighbor for those wonderful smells emanating from his grill. 
Not just not take him to court, you dumbass. Now I want a burger. No shit. Sitting here talking about it and getting that smell in my nose and getting all amped up about it. Now I want a steak burger from Max. Sorry for that rant there, folks. But these these vegans, we, we gotta you know listen, we gotta learn to live together peacefully, the vegans and the meat eaters. Or we're just gonna start barbecuing everything. Nonstop. Hey, uh, neighbor, have you seen my cat? Nah, I haven't seen shit. When in actuality, he's on the grill. I know, that was a, that was a harsh one. Everybody's going, no, you didn't just talk about grilling the cat. I wouldn't actually grill the cat. But I'd bring the cat over and feed it some of the raw food that we have, that we give to our dogs. That's how much of meat eaters that we are. Our dogs eat raw meat. No dog food here. So could you vegans just chill for a little bit, okay? Don't start getting all amped up, especially now that it's football season. All right, hot wings. Yeah, we're going to consume them. Fuck off. Go piss up a rope, okay? You guys have pissed me off for the week. Anyway, enjoy the first weekend of football. I'm going to stop ranting, let you guys go on and get about your Friday. I thank you guys, as always, for listening. I don't know what the hell we're going to have next week. Hopefully there aren't any more pissed off vegans. We'll see if we can get through a week without a Florida story. Doubt it. But in the meantime, stay grateful. Now enjoy a little bit of the Friday song. <laughs>